Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our topic today, Reconstructing Confidence. And Percy, I look forward to our conversation. Yes, we're going to talk to a fantastic clinician who embraces everything that you would want to have in a surgeon, uh, medical excellence, and a tremendous insight and sensitivity to spiritual awareness. You admire this man, I can tell. I do. We've spent so much time together over the years, personally and professionally, and I have a high regard and respect for him. Dr. Stephen Ray will be our guest here in just a few moments on this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We do have a website, and I'll mention it right off the bat here today, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And uh, if you're listening uh, at home and want to jump on the computer right now, you'll find additional information about this program. Maybe you even want to go back and listen to past programs or pass the link along to others for them to hear what you enjoy here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Com. All right, let's talk about confidence and why it's so necessary when it comes to clinical care. Well, in the context of today's conversation, we're talking specifically to a surgeon. And as we know, many cancer patients uh, who, who, who need surgery, particularly reconstructive surgery for many women in many cases, are, are struggling with their sense of confidence of their look and their appearance. Self-esteem. Self-esteem. Yeah. And we know that that's an important element of the, of the human dynamic of who we are. And and so talking about being able to uh, reconstruct, if you will, a play on words, confidence in one's appearance by uh, having uh, good medicine and science as well as all of the other supports uh, becomes crucial because cancer patients do take a hit on their confidence from a social perspective. It's understandable, sure. Yeah. Sometimes they, they shy away from being social individuals. They don't want to be seen. Uh, they don't engage. And so it's an important element to understand that we want to reconstruct confidence hmm. both physically and spiritually in cancer patients. I noticed you have uh, your electronic Bible in front of you there. you got a verse of Scripture you want to open with today? I do, and it's going to help us with regard to some of the things that will be talked about today. Psalms 91, our spiritual nugget for the day is Psalms 91. Everyone knows Psalms 91. Verse number one, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And then I'm going to read verse number two for good measure. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. More to come on today's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae. Our special guest, Dr. Stephen Ray, next. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Call 855-929-HOPE to learn more. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. 
And welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Just before we introduce today's guest, remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Today, we are going to have Dr. Stephen Ray, Medical Director of Oncoplastic Reconstructive Surgery at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Well, Dr. Ray, um, Percy has been telling me about you long before you arrived at the studio here, our makeshift studio, but thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, sharing some of your time. I can only imagine how busy you are today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here, and thank you for asking me. Tell me about your role as a physician, as a surgeon. My role here is um, multifaceted. Uh, I'm the medical director of the Breast Cancer Center, so I administer and set direction for our breast cancer program and how we deliver care to patients. And I'm a, a breast cancer surgeon. Uh, both removing tumors and uh, reconstructing the breast at the same time. Um, so I, I, I work in that capacity, too. Percy, uh, I know this man is a hero to you, and uh, it makes it extra special to have him on with us here today. Well, I have a, a, certainly have had a long and abiding uh, collegial relationship with, with Dr. Ray, and uh, we've had the opportunity to also talk about the elements and aspects of faith and spirituality in, in amalgamation with uh, the practice of medicine and science. And, and Dr. Ray, I, if, if you wouldn't mind, let's first kind of try to approach this from a high-level perspective of just philosophically, uh, obviously you are a well-trained clinician and scientist. Talk to me about and talk to our audience about the role, as you see it, of faith and spirituality in conjunction with with good uh, clinical care from your perspective as a clinician? It's all pervasive. It's uh, something that, um, that, I th- that I think about regularly, that I, that I see God's work in action all the time. Uh, when you take someone apart and take a tumor out of their body and put it back together and see the way that it heals, you, you, it gives you a, a very sense of being humbled uh, by how our bodies heal and to think that that could be something random or something that just came about by evolution. Just It just doesn't fit with what I see. But So um, I would say spirituality and God is a really central part of, um, of what I do and touches my work um, daily. In terms of how I approach things, how I think about things, uh, each person is unique, and I think each cancer and how it presents in a person and their family at a certain point in time um, presents clinical decisions that I have to make about how to approach it, how to uh, tell the person about what their treatment options are, and then guide them through the myriad of decisions that they have to make to arrive at some kind of treatment plan that fits good evidence-based medicine and at the same time uh, is compatible with where they are in their life. And so I, I find that that process often opens them up and uh, to the sort of spiritual aspect of life. And as much as possible, I actually have them draw on their spirituality as they practice it or have experienced it in the past to make decisions. And so uh, when I think about it, it's like there's an information-gathering aspect of making a decision 
there's a relationship building aspect that the person has to establish a relationship with the practitioners that are going to take care of them. But that precludes that you have that relationship. You don't see them for the first time in the operating room. Correct. I, I would say that in my mind that that's one of the primary things that I try to establish with someone is to make a connection that's meaningful, that's open, where there's a trust, that I trust that they will tell me the truth and that they can trust that I will tell them the truth. Um, and that, that if I don't have that sense while I'm with someone, I hold off on any kind of clinical discussion um, until I've felt that we've established it. And so sometimes it means that we have to deal with their distress about the diagnosis. We have to talk about their families. We have to talk about their support systems and, and what, what do they draw on. Let, let's talk about uh, latest surgical processes, innovations that are on the scene with regard to treatment of cancer that you are engaged in to educate our audience of what's clinically now important to know that is available uh, and accessible uh, to people from a cancer care perspective, doctor? Well, actually, there's a whole long list of things, but I would say the the first one is that uh, we now uh, have more sophisticated ways to analyze tumors uh, before we ever operate on someone. And so our our current goal from a surgeon's standpoint Mm -hmm. is to preserve the breast wherever possible and not only preserve it, but to leave as little evidence that we were there and did anything as possible. So we, we will shrink tumors before we operate on them. We're doing that more frequently. That's called neoadjuvant therapy. Um, so we'll take a larger tumor. We'll shrink it down to something very small. And then through uh, incisions that are hidden, say, within the areola or a part of the breast that's not visible in any kind of conventional clothing, through relatively small incisions, we can do quite big operations and put the breast back together. So I would say that's one of the, the newer sort of things that we do. We now have genomic analyses that uh, help us decide based on the patient's tumor whether or not uh, chemotherapy really needs to play any role in the, in their care. Uh, we're, there are some newer genetic studies that we're able to do now that will help us decide for precancerous lesions, things called ductal carcinoma in situ, whether or not we need to uh, consider Uh, radiation therapy, which has been uh, something that everyone has gotten, but we're finding that a lot of women really don't need that much. So I think the goal now is to do only what the tumor is actually calling for and to more minimalize the intervention, uh, but we're finding that uh, we can do extremely effective therapies actually doing less than we've ever done before. That's awesome. Doctor, I know if I were uh, going to be operated on, I would be doing a lot of praying ahead of time, and I'm sure many patients do pray. How about the surgeon? Do you spend time in prayer before each operation? Yeah, every day. I pray that uh, on my way to work every day. 
um, that I can be a healer, a being of light, that I can bring love and comfort to people. And uh, then when I scrub, um, every time I scrub, I ask God to guide my hands and my decision-making uh, in the operating room so that I can get, have the most favorable outcome possible for this particular patient. And I just do that, and if I get into a tough moment in the operating room, I stop, take a couple of deep breaths, ask God to guide me, and then move on. I can't imagine doing surgery any other way. Got to be a lot of pressure. How how do you? I mean, I know you have experience, and experience helps alleviate some of that, I'm sure. But I mean, each each operation is a human being with uh, with needs. Well, it is a lot of pressure, but you know, the fortunate thing is that it's a team effort, and and so if you have God guiding you, and you work with good people that you trust. You know that you aren't there alone, and and that's a great comfort. And it is a, it takes a whole team. So you have an anesthesiologist, and you have an assistant, and you have someone handing you the right instruments, and you have a nurse in the background getting equipment and making sure that things are done properly. Uh, in our hospital, we have a pathologist that comes into the operating room on every single surgery. Why is that important? Uh, because it helps us make sure that we've adequately removed a tumor. So there's instant feedback. So there's instant feedback, and so that you have two sets of eyes looking uh, at the tissue. And uh, we have a piece of equipment in the operating room that allows us to actually X-ray the tissue while the patient's asleep. We don't have to send it off-site. Uh, and then the pathologist will section the tissue, and together we look at it and determine the adequacy of the excision. So it is a, it's a lot of responsibility, but it's a shared responsibility, and it, it's humbling in a sense that, that it takes a whole group. And I think a lot of people focus maybe on the surgeon as sort of the hero, when in fact it's the, it's the whole institution and the whole team that really make it work. One final thing, Dr. Ray. Um, someone in an audience the size that we have listening to us right now, someone is struggling who's just received a diagnosis. Can you speak to that person and the fear they're feeling right now and what they should do now? Well, if you just received the diagnosis, I, I would say that this is a time to be open with your family uh, and uh, to reconnect with God in every way that um, you're moved to. Uh, because a great good can come out of this diagnosis. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that I have multiple patients who've been given a diagnosis of cancer, who have gone through multiple therapies, who have ended up at a better place in their life internally than they could have ever imagined, and that I have asked them, if you could go back in time, knowing where you are now, and choose the cancer of your own volition. Would you choose it? And I have had multiple people say yes that quickly um, because of where they've ended up. So I know that that potential is there. And so I would say that there's hope in what seems to be even a hopeless situation or a troubling situation, um, and that 
you know, people's faith can see them through it, the love of their family, and that I know from multiple, multiple people that their lives can change in a way that's for the good, no matter what therapies they go through, and they can experience life in a richer way, a deeper way. Um, their values can change. What they think is important changes. That I think they would classify that they're living life more fully than they ever did before. Dr. Ray, that is extremely meaningful to hear you say that, and I know a great comfort to a lot of listeners who are tuned in right now and needed to hear that message from you. So thank you. That's Dr. Stephen Ray from Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, and we'll continue and talk about what we've just heard from Dr. Ray coming up next. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. What an encouragement today to hear from Dr. Stephen Ray on health, hope, and inspiration. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Percy, as I think about the conversation just now with Dr. Ray, I think of a man who's skilled, of course, obviously very skilled, very thoughtful, very humble, isn't he? My response is, wow, Um, in listening to Dr. Ray, I've spoken with him so many times in the past. I was just moved again by the insight of understanding the correct balance or the helpful balance of being a skilled uh, medical professional and a person who is in touch with uh, the power and the attributes and the aspects of what spirituality can do with and for anybody working through the dynamics of dealing with cancer care Mm -hmm. and treatment. Yeah, we really have learned to love Dr. Ray, haven't we? And uh, we learned so much from him here today. But let's let's talk a little bit about some of the things he talked about. Well, he talked about a lot of things today, but but a couple of things that I would like to highlight. Uh, Obviously, he he talked first and foremost about primarily uh, breast cancer surgery and some of the things that are new uh, in the field of medicine and science with regard to treatment of cancer. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me that I think represents literally what he does and also uh, figuratively what he does is he said that he tries to preserve the breast as much as possible 
and leave as little evidence as possible that the surgeon was ever there. Yeah, I picked up on that, too. It's a powerful school of thought when we understand uh, what what that is really saying to us, because, again, we want to preserve, obviously, that which is that individual and that person mentally, emotionally, spiritually and physically and leave as little evidence as possible that there was some man-made or human dynamics that took place and allow that person to continue to soar and be who God naturally created them to be. I thought that was a powerful reference point that I know in, in, in speaking with him over the years. It is his philosophy of his clinical practice, but also his philosophical practice of what he does with patients. That's why we're calling this program Reconstructing Confidence, because that really that really explains where he's coming from. It does. It speaks to that in such a profound and powerful way. And then, of course, we also heard Dr. Ray give us some insights from the perspective of his own personal approach to dealing with specifically the pressure. I believe you asked about the pressure of being a surgeon and performing surgery and in some cases very complicated uh, surgeries that has to be done and how he deals with that. And it was interesting that he said that on his way to work every day to the surgical room, he prays in the car. Uh, When he finds himself in very difficult situations in the OR, he'll stop and he'll actually take a deep breath and a 10 count and just invoke the presence of God to kind of get back involved in whatever he's doing to lead and guide his hands in the direction in which he should go. You're talking about now when we use the term reconstructing confidence, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, that would invoke so much for anyone who would understand and know that they had that working on their best behalf. Yeah. And uh, he also talked about uh, advances in science that he fully supports and utilizes Here's a man who's really up to date on what he's doing. Well, we've learned again from some of our other clinicians that have been on the show, uh, a good medical doctor must keep his ear to the ground and understanding what the latest technologies and treatment processes are. Uh, we know that there are new innovations every day in development with cancer treatment and care. And so staying current and aware of that obviously becomes crucial and important to anyone who is seeking out uh, evidence-based medical care and treatment. And here's a man who fully relies on God and yet he keeps up on his skills and his knowledge at the same time because he knows God uses him. Yes, and so again, we are under the purpose of the show uh, as we've set out to perform and provide this information is to understand that there's a bridge that we want all believers to be able to have a confidence and connect back to good medical care. And I think it's important that I, I'll take the opportunity to say this. This is not a time to be afraid of medicine and science. Uh, when we know that there are clinicians and practitioners who are embracing a personal spirituality and faith as they approach their science and their medicine, that you as an individual of faith can also be uh, confident and begin to continue to trust in God who is going to hold you and lead you and guide you and provide you with the wherewithal to work through any and all mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual dynamics related to your care and your journey. Yeah. Hey, take us back to Psalm 91, would you? I think that would be a great way to wrap up this conversation today. Yeah, the spiritual nugget for the day absolutely articulates this school of thought very well. Psalms 91 and 1 and 2 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge 
and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Today, you are dwelling in the shelter of the Most High God. He is covering you with the very presence of his glory, and you can rest in the shadow of that today. And all of his might, his power, and his strength will be with you while you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and we will fear no evil because God is with us today. Well, I certainly hope and pray that you have found some encouragement. I hope you've found some hope and inspiration from our conversation about health here today with Reverend Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and if you would like more information about uh, this program, we have a website. It's healthhopeandinspiration.com. As a matter of fact, this program and all of our programs are archived online, so you can go back and listen again. If you're a new listener, you want to go back and listen to some of our previous programs, or if you want to pass our programs on to other people for their encouragement, just uh, give them the link, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And for more information about cancer treatment options available from Cancer Treatment Centers of America, please call our toll-free number and mention radio when you call 855-929-4673. Our time has gone, Percy, but thank you so much. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you, my friend. Health, hope, and inspiration. Thanks for listening today. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. To learn more, call 855-929-HOPE or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, care that never quits.